You are listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an everyday guy who wanted to feel good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling good. Hey, family, I'm very excited to have tonight's episode. It is Carrie. She is amazing. She's a fellow WW coach and a mindset Jedi, much like me. So let's join our conversation now. Oh my gosh, we did it. What's going on? <laughs> How are you? I'm super good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, you answered my question, which means you can also hear me. So I'm not totally inept at this. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you just hit the button and hopefully the internet does not fail. So it just failed me a few times. So I'm about to fight through. I tried it once with my sister and it was like a no-go. Her sound didn't work. Mine didn't. It was a mess. So I'm glad this works. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So how are things in Ohio? Yeah, it's wild. Um, things are good. We are, so if if life was normal right now, we'd be wrapping up the academic year and I work at a college and um, things would be stressful anyway. So now I'm just stressed at home, which yeah. is interesting. But yeah, it's it's been good. And it sort of feels just a little normal because the last few weeks it's been like stress for no reason. Now there's a reason, so I'm yeah. grateful for that. But yeah, how are things where you are? It's good. It's good. I, uh, I mean, as far as like the numbers here in Oklahoma, kind of insignificant on the grand scheme of things. Uh, probably by by population, it's still right on the same percentages of what's kind of normal. But we only have like four million people in the whole state, so our numbers are low. So it doesn't seem near as bad uh, compared to some of my clients that are like out in California, and it's just insane that kind of stuff. But uh we're well there's plenty of places to go and get out and get to see some nature and stuff like that gotta be a little bit intentional i live in a good neighborhood where i can go for bike rides and things like that so i've got i'm getting lots of exercise uh however the, the job that i have is pretty busy and we've actually probably ramped up like to two times as much work to do uh because of the industry and that kind of stuff so it's been very interesting and uh we're surviving yeah 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 i hear that it's I think every industry has been impacted in a different way. And yeah. it's it's been fun because Ohio, it's been fun to live in Ohio. And I, I never get to say that because our response has been so good and so strong overall. Um, and so, you know, I, I have said before, I'm never the first one to drop an OH, but yeah. <laughs> lately I am. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. Well, we can go ahead and get started. I, I love doing these. Uh, I pretty much start them all the same way. I just really want to know like where you were when you found out about WW, where it existed yeah. and like, like what your, what your preconceptions about WW were. And then kind of the moment in time when you thought, man, I think WW might work for me and kind of what was going on with you at that period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, gosh, my nanny, my dad's mom back in the day did, um, Weight Watchers when it was Weight Watchers. And so sort of the lingo had been around my life. Um, and when I graduated from high school, I was not, um, it's funny because when you look back, you're like, why did I think there was a problem back then? Like, <laughs> and I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, but I joined WW for the first time in 2003 after I graduated from high school. And um, 
don't ask me why I did that right before college because then as soon as I got to college I just wanted to be normal (laughs) I just wanted to you know do the things my friends were doing and um specifically there was like a nacho bar in the best dining hall on campus every Tuesday Thursday I really wanted to eat the nachos with my friends (laughs) so I was super successful I lost about 30 pounds before college and then um just you know did college in 2009 I think I saw her in here hey lovey if you're here I owe a ton of credit to lovey my friend lovey um because I had been thinking about joining again and lovey was like come on come do this with me and I fought her because that was our relationship I was just like I'm not doing it. I'm not doing whatever you want to do yeah. <laughs> and um and so, but I did. Uh, and so we actually had a group of coworkers who joined WW in 2009. And we were all pretty successful. And we would go on Saturday mornings to our meetings. Back then they were meetings and it was good. And I stuck with it and, um, and was really successful. Started running. I've finished 11 half marathons. Wow. Um, yeah. And so that was, that was all good. In 2013, don't ask me what plan we were on, but I felt really um, restricted and I was stuck. And we were still, um, we were still counting bananas, team, mm. <laughs> and chicken. And, um, and it was just a little too tough. So I, the ego of youth took over as it does. And I was like, you know what, I can maintain on my own. And so I stopped tracking in 2013 and honestly, it was not a light switch. I did not gain all my 80 some, 90 some lost pounds back overnight. I did maintain fairly well just by relying on my habits. Um, But my dad was diagnosed with cancer, pretty advanced cancer in 2016, late in the year. And I am super realist. (laughs) And my sibs were like, dad's going to beat cancer. And I was researching and reading and it was clear to me that my dad was not going to beat cancer. And so, um, I decided that I, again, the ego, (laughs) I was going to beat grief. Um, so I just decided to pre grieve and I was like, I'm not going to grieve you fools out of touch with reality. I'm going to be ready for this. Um, And I think I was actually less ready when my dad uh, died in 2015, 16. And um, the grief kind of hit me like, oh, like all at once and then slowly over time as well. Um, And so by the end of 2017, I was just being so unkind to myself. I really ate my way through that experience. I gained a lot of weight through that grief. And it was, um, it was time (laughs) at the end of 2017 to get back to it. And here's what was amazing. Right when I joined, um, Weight Watchers was like, you know what? We're WW and we're about these three pillars, food mindset and activity. And we're about more flexibility. So here's freestyle. And we're about a more well-rounded journey. And I was like, I too am about these things. And it just it finally clicked and it was just like coming home. And, um, and so 
you know, I'll be honest, I did it cheap. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do digital only because who knows if I'm going to succeed. I had like got all my ego knocked out of me, all my confidence. I was like, I'll just do it the cheap way. And so um, I was super, super successful and eventually went back to workshops to then make lifetime. And so now I've been maintaining for about two years. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess yeah. we started, uh, if, considering your last time to start, we started yeah. relatively pretty close to the same period of time because I started in November of 2017. Yep. 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 And then, uh, yeah, so that's, that's really cool. So like when you diagnose grief being one big thing, a worthy thing, um, I would, mm -hmm. I would not say that anyone should take off the table to gain weight and, and eat their feelings when there's a, a parent like that as a, a worthy thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think on the backside of, of that experience? Like, how did, how did you separate the two? You still miss your dad every day, I'm sure. But how did, how did you separate that behavior? What was one of the steps for you? Um, it's funny. I've been thinking about this a lot today, actually, because I knew we were going to talk about this. And I think um, there were some things about my dad that I started to think about more after we lost him and, um, started to wonder more, like I started to wonder who my dad would have voted for. Yeah. And I started to wonder like, what was my dad's favorite song? And like, what would he be doing at this time of year? And, you know, I talked to my mom and I talked to my stepmom, and, um, some of the answers like led me to understand that my dad really valued like nature and his relationship with God and, um, and his human body. And I just felt like disrespectful of my dad's memory when I mm -hmm. spent so much time inside being sad um, and kind of pitying myself. It just felt like this is not what he would want for me. Um, and so I think that was, a little bit of a kick in the pants <laughs> and yeah. also I just you know there are those moments that kind of shine in your memory where your parent was proud of you and you like remember exactly what they said and it that was sort of just amplified in my mind and so um you know the the mindset pillar for WW when they introduced that because of where I was in my life at the time, I was connecting everything like, oh my gosh, if only I would have known this a year ago, if only yeah. I would have known this six months ago, I wouldn't have had to like find happiness at the bottom of a box of Triscuits, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of everything. And like um, Gia, who's a part of the WWE Insta fam, we always talk about how we're just these crunchy hippies and like, I get one of these bodies and a cool story about my dad. My dad had double knee replacement. Um, and I visited him the Christmas before he had that. And he was like, we're going to the Y. And I was like, okay. And I was working out and, um, and he spent like two hours doing so much lifting on the muscles around his knees. And then a couple months later, I visited him in Philadelphia and he wanted to run the stairs of the Philadelphia art museum with me. And my stepmom was like, Barry, you are two months off of a double knee. No, you're not doing yeah. that. But he had prepared so much for it and honored his body so much that when I looked back, he was chasing me up those stairs. And remembering that, I was like, he would not want me to not even be able to go up those stairs right now. And yeah. so, 
Yeah, it, it's so many things. It's hard to pinpoint. But yeah, I think just kind of honoring this gift you're given of like this body that can do so much if we just take care of it was a big wake up call. Yeah, absolutely. And it's truly so healthy to be able to go back and really reorganize those those emotions and those memories that we have. There's nothing wrong with the emotions we have when we have a situation like that. And for a lot of people, that situation for you is just insert something that's equally as stressful or equally as emotional for us. But as we connect those memories and like totally bring our brain back to that health, it's that organization that allows us to see that, oh, wait, that's not what they wanted for me. That's not what they would have wanted for me. They always would have been proud of me. Why am I not accepting that they're proud of me? I'm holding me back. You know, then like it's, it's, it's really that liberating moment as we can start to do that, the mental math <laughs> that we realize even the thinking I have to change. Like it's easy to change not eating a Big Mac and eating a healthy sandwich at home. That is a physical change. It makes sense. Changing the way we think about it all, that's the, that's the hard part. What, what do you think for you was just that, that simple little fix in, in the beginning of 2017 going into 2018 when you, when you had to make some sort of change like that in your life and, and, and it wasn't all for dad and it wasn't all for that thing. Like when you started to really say, man, I'm doing this for me. And there's going to be some value in Carrie's life because I did this. What what was some of that early on? Yeah. Yeah. The thought, the thought patterns that we keep for ourselves become this well-worn groove, you know, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it's often so comfortable to just be there, even when we hate what we're thinking, <laughs> like even when we can recognize it. And so I think by the time I like grabbed that wheel and pulled myself out of the rut of that stinking thinking, even just signing up was like, okay, <laughs> like yeah. reset. Um, by the end of 2017, I had probably lost, well, I guess in January of 2018, I had lost about 35 pounds. Okay. And we were walking through the grocery store and my best friend was like, hey, look at that bag of dog food. It weighs 36 pounds. And I picked that sucker up and I was like, how is this possible? Yeah. And she took a picture for me. And then um, I had said I, I had run a bunch of half marathons in my life prior to this exact moment in the grocery store. And I just jogged down the aisle with it. And when I jogged back to put it back, I was so winded. Yeah. And in that moment, it was just like, oh, this is about like, this is this is everything, you know, and, um, and I think there was a lot of like vanity associated with it mm -hmm. in the beginning, both mental, like just wanting to have a, a nicer, kinder mind to myself, but also wanting to look better. And the minute I stopped focusing on that vanity stuff and instead yeah. started focusing on how my brain felt, oh, that was so good. <laughs> and yeah. even now as a coach, um, the, the mindset weeks that some coaches dread because people kind of like, I'm not talking about this. Those are my favorite yeah. weeks. I'm like, we're totally talking about it and we're going to do it because it's hard and we need yeah. to talk about it. And so, yeah, that's the pulling, pulling myself out of that mental rut. And I truly think of it like a car that is uh -huh. stuck in a ditch, you know, and if you can just get on that smooth road, it's going to be so much easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I say it all the time. It's like, we all kind of have this thing within us that says, man, I want to be able to, to do an epic thing. I want to achieve this goal, whatever it is. For me, 
I walked in and I needed to lose a couple hundred pounds. I've lost 150. I'm not done, but I never ever wanted to lose 200 pounds. I just wanted to feel good. And like it, it started to come and I realized that I can do hard things. I can do epic things, but it is, it always helps to remind me and to remind others that the epic thing that I'm supposed to do with my life is not lose weight. That may become an epic thing, but that's not my purpose. Like I'm not to be great at losing weight. That is not my lifelong goal because at some point I will have lost it and there'll be so much distance between how fast the losses come and the purpose of that. So it's all about like using that as a fuel to move forward. So how for you having lost the weight gradually over all these last three years and then maintained it, like how have you stepped into like, well, I have a purpose beyond celebrating my, my my dad and I have a purpose beyond not having to carry 80 pounds around with me every day uselessly and that kind of stuff what I know that you work for WW and as well and like becoming a coach and rockstar Monday nights and that kind of stuff but what's what's what what do you feel like your purpose has kind of come out of this this wellness journey for you yeah uh so at work we do 360 feedback <clears throat> which is simultaneously terrifying and super great because you are evaluated from all directions. And uh, the best feedback I got last year was that I am a role model of wellness for the division. Mm -hmm. And that was so important to hear because like you said, we are human, we're humans being right. Yeah. We don't need to be humans doing all yeah. the time. And, um, and we don't need to be humans doing the work of weight loss constantly. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, my greater purpose now is, is to, to put out a whole lot of yes, you can, yeah. you know, and, and it doesn't have to be about anything um, specific or about weight loss or about even wellness. Just, I think that like the idea of yes, you can is so powerful mm -hmm. and, and you have to, you have got to embrace that at some point. And if you get to maintenance to a point in your journey where you want to maintain anything, Bridget is just saying here, she's like, you have to move into a period of purposefulness beyond mm -hmm. seeing that number go down. Um, it, yeah, because if, if you focus on that, that's only one measurement of your awesomeness, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, impossible to um to always feel good about that number and so I try to just put out a lot of yes you can and my sister um she she always says to me the time passes anyway so just whatever it is that you're gonna do do it you know because yeah. time has always been a limiting factor for me like is there is there enough time to do everything I want to do is will I do things perfectly in the right amount of time and yeah um and so I think that has also taught me to embrace like, yes, you can. Um, and so I, it means a ton that people are like, you're a role model of wellness. Mm -hmm. I don't set out to be that. That's not, I mean, I, I love that people take that away from me, yeah. but, um, but mostly that means that they see that I'm not focused on whether or not I'm up or down two pounds every Saturday. It's just, yeah. am I living a good life? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the truth is a lot of us 
have to still dig in, dig deep on how we approach the yeses and the nos. And for one, where do we get the definition of whether or not you can do anything? Who sets the definition? Because if you don't define, then you're, you're looking in the wrong place. There is nothing in your life that should be defined by anyone in any way. Like you get to do you. The you do you boo thing is truth from top to bottom. And that's from, if you want to start a business, don't build your business by the rules of somebody else. Build something like uh, Elon Musk does and build Tesla. Totally different, crazy ways, you know? And that thing may burn and crash, but it's his thing. And he did it from start to finish. Same thing with Jeff Bezos and, and uh, Amazon or whatever. Like it's that, those are big, huge examples. But us doing ourselves, like there's no one that can do it. It's impossible for someone to be you, you know? So you have to do it anyway. That's just like your sister said, the time's going to pass and you're the only one that can be you. You might as well be the best you. So you define it. And that's, that's one of those things where, you know, I love everything about WW and um, they have that saying, it's pretty colloquial sometimes in the studios and they don't talk about it a whole lot, but you hear it and that's that progress, not perfection. And I say progress is good, that's fine. But perfection is even better when I define it. And mm. that the whole, the whole truth is the fruit of what they're saying may be true, but that perfection that they're talking about has to be externally defined. And I don't accept that. I define what's perfect for me. And I know that I don't have to accept that definition. So if you got, you got a moment like that where you realize that, man, I, I can do me and it feels good. Like, I think there's a release. There's a lot of times that we, we feel guilty for, for being us, being that person that's lost the weight or whatever, you know? How do you feel about the phrase, uh, perfection is the enemy of the good? Perfection is the enemy of the good. I mean, again, that would probably be a true statement if the, if the definition of perfected, uh, perfection is defined by someone that's not me. Like if every day I wake up and I do and fulfill my dreams and love the people that I'm supposed to love and love myself, then I have achieved perfection for one day, you know? Yep. Yep. I love that. So as we roll through here, I know that you love activity and we can talk about that and you have a very active sister, but I want to put that on the shelf and I want to know how you do food. You, you live with someone else are they doing ww this i mean it's not like a spouse or whatever this is a roommate and y'all know y'all share and y'all cook and plan and prepare so tell me how you have been successful with your food so that anybody that's on here can say man i like the way she does that yeah for sure okay so um here are the people in my life the the three my top my top three and they say that you become like the three to five people you spend the most time with. And if I became like these people, that would be just all to my betterment. So oh. um, I live with my best friend, Thea, and we are also coworkers. And the fact that both of us are still alive at any given time is really, truly a miracle. But we really are that close. We're more like wow. sisters. So um, we don't we don't bug each other too much. So um, Thea is a wonderful fake watcher. That's what I call her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I'm sure corporate would just love to know this, but I have my app downloaded on her phone. And when she goes grocery shopping without me, she can scan stuff and um, look at the recipes and all of that. So the way that we make it work is um, our snacks kind of live separately. So there are some things that um, she would have as a snack that just don't fit my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most, and breakfast we do separately. So she'll do, you know, whatever it is that she wants and I will do, 
um, five days of kind of the same thing that I typically take to work. Um, weekends are what we call do your own thing um, because I'm with Spencer mm -hmm. um, and I'll talk about him in a second. So Thea and I make um, 10 portions of lunch and 10 portions of dinner typically when we're not working from home uh, ahead of time on Sunday and then we take them to work with us. Um, and then we come home and we reheat dinner. So we'll kind of mix up dinner from night to night. Um, there are sometimes, and I'm sure people who are married experience this too. Like uh, if she wants potatoes to like bulk up her dinner, she's going to make some potatoes. If I want my sandwich for lunch in a lettuce wrap instead of on bread, that's what I'm going to do. But the main kind of uh, middles of our meal yeah. are the same. Um, we do grocery shop um separately but just from a budget standpoint we kind of divide the grocery stores like you go to kroger i'll go to aldi kind of thing we'll meet home on sunday um so that's how we do food here now spencer is um my boyfriend my significant other and he is learning to be a great fake watcher <laughs> so um his uh his snacks are not really on plan for me, but if I tell him what I need in the pantry, it'll be there. Yeah. Um, and he is a very willing eater of anything I cook and has never once been like, I'm not into this weird diet dinner. But yeah. I think that's because we don't really cook diet dinners, right? As people yeah. who do WW, like we're eating real food. So he's happy. He's fine. Um, and Jamie, my sister, is like my other top three person that I kind of spend time around or whatever. And she is wonderful about like understanding food science as a personal new trainer and a nutritionist. So as long as I can tell her like, Oh, that yogurt zero points, this one is not, she's like, cool. <laughs> and we'll just yeah. grab what I need. Um, she is Jamie, I think was the biggest, like, reinforcing factor in this mm -hmm. being a good choice for me because she was like yeah the food science makes total sense yep go for it and even yeah. when when my ww came out i sat down with her the day it launched and we did a facetime and i was like here's the whole program here's what it all means and she was like okay cool i mean she works with tons of ww people but she was like yep totally get it okay i understand how these three plans work and um even amidst all the reluctance, whenever WW puts out a new plan, Jamie is supportive of the food science. So it, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy all around. I have to give Thea credit for being on plan with me. Mm -hmm. Spencer credit for helping me live a little, right? Like my ice cream on Saturday or whatever. And Jamie credit for like encouraging my heart. Like this is good science and you, you yeah. should trust this. And so in combination, those three people are my, my go-tos. Hey, I want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause, and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Now a message from our partners. Hey, family, have you heard about my friend, Lindsay? Yeah, the WW Pound Dropper. You know, she is amazing. She's a wife and a mom of three amazing kiddos. And you know, after a diagnosis of a life-threatening disease, she knew she really needed to make some changes to her approach in both food and in the kitchen cooking. So, after losing over 80 pounds on WW, which is amazing, for her, the recipe that got it all started 
her zero-point plain Jane cheesecake. You know, those Greek yogurt cheesecakes, they're yummy. They are a staple of hers and mine. She now has endless recipes of all types, really, from stroganoff to chocolate no-bake cookies, from plain Jane cheesecake to sausage and cheese biscuits, and literally everything in between. The Pound Dropper Tribe is active, and they are a force. So you should join us. And if you want to, you can find Miss Lynn's at thepounddropper.com or on Instagram at www.pounddropper. Now back to our host, WW Phil. I am fully like a fruititarian. If people saw the amount of fruit I eat in a week, they would be like, you're going to gain. Yes. <laughs> that is not like I eat so much fruit. I lean really hard on fruit and vegetables. Um, and I don't, um, I don't try to make fake food rules where there aren't any so mm -hmm. I just whatever I'm gonna eat I just track it um I don't try to layer other food plans so like I don't I don't try to carb watch or whole 30 or do any of that so and and no shade to people who do for me it's just like that's not a layer I need so um my challenge this week was to rid my life of the dang bada bean snacks from Costco that I bought so many of so long ago it was just like oh what's two points um and it's like or you could just eat zero points worth of veggies and be just as happy so um yeah. being in maintenance mode is not necessarily like an easy button and suddenly you know how to do it all like we all have <laughs> we all have our temptations yeah so how do you uh how do you change like, okay, so for, for Ed, as a, I want to say this the right way, um, an outsider you won't, you won't to view, me. no, 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 as an outsider to view, uh, it, it appears that what your sister has achieved physically, she works hard for and did that maybe some naturally means some work. I was going to say, she's also freaking nature. So yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. You being the biological sister that you have, you have let us know that we are from the same blood, you know, um, uh, in the aspect of you having to be different, like, and, and I'm, I'm really kind of digging towards that mindset part of this, but uh, to separate that and say, I may have to work for mine in a different way, but I'm, you know, it, it's all about how you assign that joy and that happiness there. I mean, like someone such as your sister and, and then not knowing her or whatever, you see them work and you see how hard they work. But for a lot of people that come from a, a heavy standpoint, you're, you're looking at, I can't do that. You, you basically just put yourself on the shelf saying, I can't do it. I can't be like her because, and, and you having the genetic tendency to be like her, you know, I was just wondering how, how you blended that together in a healthy way, because I know there's a lot of people. And for me, this, this is how it was frustrating for me is, is living this Instagram life. This little circle button right here on, on everybody's app, when you hit it, it opens up who Instagram thinks you should be like. And those people are the fakest people you will ever see. It is, you know, like there's nothing real about them. When you click on one of those people that have the perfect body and they have 457,000 followers and you're like, how did they get 457,000 followers? Yeah. Maybe they bought them. Who knows? But whatever. That's not, that's not the true thing that I want to help WW people understand is like, there's so much power in understanding food, a little activity 
and mindset. And like, I'm just wondering, like, for you, having that own like tool belt of a sister, how you did it for you. Yeah. Okay. So Jamie is totally a specimen and she deserves so much credit. She has yeah. worked super hard for that body. Um, my mom encouraged sometimes unhealthy competition between us, okay. but sometimes she would slide in a little comment that would help us understand that we really, really admired each other. So okay. for instance, when I, um, when I graduated from college a couple years later, my mom was like, you know, Jamie's really like, she looks up to you a lot that you achieved that. And I remember being like, what? <laughs> because yeah. Jamie would have never said that to yeah. me um, at the time, at the time she would now. And I know that my mom has said things to Jamie, like, you know, Carrie would kill for this thing that you have in your life. And um, Jamie and I have a healthy level of admiration for each other as a result of those little comments and also just being in unhealthy competition for so long that now it's just so much more fun to be best friends. Um, I will be honest, when I started WW again in 2017, um, I, I remember saying to Jamie, like, I will never look like you. There is no point in this, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like set the bar low. And she was like, why would you want to look like me when you can look like you? And, yeah. and I, I really appreciate that a lot. Um, there was, when I was in Arizona for Christmas, there was someone who came up to me at the gym and they said, I just want to tell you that you have a really nice shape. And I was like, thank you. And they were like, that's it. <laughs> they just yeah. went and I was like, oh, okay. And I think it was one of those galvanizing moments that I was like, oh, this is, this is my shape. Like I created this, I built this. And, you know, for me, the vanity thing was always like, do I feel good in my clothing? Mm -hmm. My physical goals now are more about like, I am so lame. My my goals now are like, am I going to beat my resting heart rate number at my health screen next year? <laughs> like, is my LDL going to be better than it was last year? First of yeah. all, this is 35. And second of all, I'm a huge nerd. And yeah. third of all, like, my goals are no longer about my pants or whether yeah. my butt looks like a peach or whatever. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I've just... Um, I, I really, I can't compare and yeah, Lovey said, she's not lying about this one. It's true. I'm a huge nerd. Those are the things that motivate me now. Um, but also like, I think it's really, really important. And you, you made this point, like you open up someone's profile and not only are they a specimen and tan and somehow look perfect in quarantine, but they have 457,000 followers. I just... I think it's important to remember that like everybody knows their angles. Everybody yeah. has a highlight reel. Um, and part of the reason that I love this WW community is that I think we are literally all celebrities to each other. <laughs> like yeah. everybody is learning something from somebody else on this. It, specifically, I think in this Instagram community and yeah. there are other, there are other Instagram communities where that might be true too. Like, you know, planners and chefs and all kinds of different things that, you know, they have their own little niche. But I was so drawn to this right away because I was like, 
these are these are normal people who are just yeah. like doing the same thing I'm doing and um and that was so powerful and like knowing your angles or being able to buy followers or whatever like that it just doesn't interest me I'm like okay yeah. and and sometimes when I see that I have like 9000 followers or whatever it is I'm like how did this happen yeah <laughs> how did we get here because i'm not like i don't look like jamie and yeah. i can barely get into instagram live let alone filter a bunch of pictures <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah i mean yeah. i am who i am yeah absolutely and that's you know that's the best thing it's the most perfect thing and what's funny about the ww community uh, now that I've been doing it for a little over a year, as far as like Instagram and that kind of stuff, maybe like 14, 15 months, uh, I really understand how it works now. And even though I know how it works, I don't want to do what it takes to get those crazy numbers. And the, the easiest way I can tell you, if you're looking to grow your Instagram, you can do it an easy way. And it's freaking post food pictures all the time. People will follow people who post post food pictures to the galore because that's what they're looking for. And I don't care. I don't ever want to be a food person. I'm a mindset person. I'm an activity person. And I share when I make when I make food recipes, I always tag like 20 uh, food creators because I love those people and I will make their recipes all the time and they can have that, you know, uh, because I'm not here for that. I, and that's and food for me is a byproduct of something that I need to do uh, as fuel for my body. I love good tasting food, but I don't want to be a chef. I'm, I, have, I can clearly say I don't want to be a chef. So my, my thing is, is I want to talk to people and inspire people to tell their story. So that's what's curious for me. Like, and I know that like mindset is a really, really strong thing for you. And you started this Instagram, that kind of stuff. And then somewhere along the way, they're like, Carrie, you should probably work for WW. And like, so tell me how, how that kind of translated for you and like what, what your thoughts were going up to it. And then after you got into it, realizing that, this is totally different than probably what you thought. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So one, one thing I do want to say, I think it's really good that you just are who you are and, and that your account reflects that because the, the thing we learn in WW is that you, whatever you do, you have to be able to sustain, right. Yeah. Which is why I don't layer on low carb and all this stuff. I'm just like, here's what I'm actually eating and here's what I want to eat for the rest of my life because that's sustainable. So whatever you post, same thing, right? It all, it all totally applies. Yeah. Um, okay. How did I become an employee? Well, I had, um, I had a promotion in my, in my main hustle uh, really unexpectedly in late 2017, 18, late 2018. And um and most people are like, promotions are a great thing. Yay, right? And it's not that I'm not aspirational. I am. Like, I, I aspire to do lots of things in life. Yeah. I did not necessarily aspire to do the job I'm doing right now. I'm also not scared to say that. I've, I've said that to everybody. <laughs> um, and so suddenly I was like, okay, really big job. Really big goals. <laughs> Don't want to sacrifice my goals because of the really big job. And I told my supervisor and my super su supervisor, supervisor and our university president, I was like, listen, I am not gaining a hundred pounds back because you want me to do this job. And they were like, okay, <laughs> like yeah. they didn't understand. And I was like, no, no, this is super important to me. And they were like, okay, Carrie, 
wellness comes first. And I was like, yes, okay. <laughs> and so, um, and so I really, really put that first. And part of that for me was applying to work for WW. And I expected exactly nothing to come out of that application because in my mind, this is the coolest company in the world to work yeah. for. <laughs> so I was like, obviously there are people beating down their door who can give them way more time, way more energy than I would be able to. Um, I think, however, in our area, I fit a need in terms of like who I am. So I am younger than many of the coaches in our area. Um, and I am a recent success story, like on the current program. And so those things, I think, made me a quick call. Um, doing training, <laughs> you go either to Chicago or Dallas. I went to Chicago and doing training. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a huge responsibility. Like I am the expert voice in this room for members. And um, I don't know why, but I'm totally comfortable being an armchair expert on Instagram, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what works for me all day long. Um, but there was something about the formality of like a name tag <laughs> that was like, oh dear. Um, I will say the training is fabulous and it, and I'm pretty by the book, I will say. Yeah. I know there are a lot of coaches who like, you know, riff a lot more than I do probably. Um, I like to have a lot of fun at our workshops. I like to, um, to go with the flow drove you crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty type A, like I don't want to, um, and, and I try to keep it super real in workshops. Yeah. Like this week when we were talking about busting a bad mood, I just started my Monday workshop and I was like, y'all, I don't know if this was for me or what, but like, I've had a really bad day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there's a lot of responsibility there and, and it will never not be surprising to me that I have this opportunity in life. Like it, I, I just am shocked. Right. Yeah. Because I don't walk around going like, I'm a huge success. Look yeah. at me. Like I walk around going, I fought for this hard every day and it's my responsibility to hang on to it now. Um, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And so, so selfishly, like that was part of the application process. And now I'm just like, so thrilled to be able to encourage other people every week, twice a week, um, and to to have those conversations with folks as well. So, I mean, we've all had really great coaches, right? And walked away with an amazing nugget. And when people, you know, post that they attended my virtual workshop or whatever, I just like, it's never not fascinating to me because I'm like, I am not this cool. I'm so yeah. flattered that you think I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I always will say to anyone and, I, and when they, when they, when people message me and stuff on here and it, I never really care how many followers they have or nothing like that. And sometimes I look and they have, you know, 23 or sometimes they have 600 or whatever. It's small numbers. But I always ask them, my question is, tell me about your journey. And it's just about, I want you to say those words of where you've been. And when you start to do it, you start to believe it. And when you tell it, it helps other people. It's like a fact of life. And, you know, and that's, that's one cool thing is like, I have this amazing workshop coach. I love her to death. She's a great person. She would never get on here and do this, you know, like start here and just start telling the story like with the high skill in the workshop. 
uh, yet still wouldn't get on here and do this thing. And I was like, man, there's got to be a connection in there. And it's all about learning how to tell your story and getting comfortable with doing this. So I encourage people, don't even turn on your Instagram. Just turn on your camera and start talking to yourself and tell that story and then listen to it back and hear yourself doing that. And you'll get nuggets from yourself and you'll be like, man, well, that's a pretty good little thing I said right there or whatever. And, you know, and for me, I, I started doing that and I realized that, well, I can get better at talking and I can quit saying things like, well, you know, and, I, you know, the, the things that people learn how to speak better publicly. And, and I'm still a work in progress, but I also know that just being real and throwing it out there and sometimes putting out a story that has a misspelled word and leaving it, you know, like it, I'm just me. And. And that that seemingly is enough. So I was wondering, like, if you had kind of one of those moments, you're like, you know, I had maybe a fleeting moment of saying, I'm going to chase this Instagram dream. But then you realize, come back down to normal, like, nope, I just got to be me. And that's enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I have tried really hard not to kind of chase the Instagram. Yeah, too much. Um and I think I, I think I am succeeding because it is the first thing I put away when other things in life need attention. Yeah. So this morning I did a few stories on Instagram and I was like, dang, when was the last time I even touched this part of my Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that's okay with me. You know, when I have time, I, I like to commit to um, giving to this community because this community has given me so much. Um, but when I don't have time, I'll just be honest, like I'm, I'm gonna put myself first. <laughs> like yeah. I, won't, I won't put Instagram over the people I love or over, um, over my own wellness. And so I, I really actively try to walk away. I think I got bit by the Instagram bug probably around like 5,000 followers when it was like, I was getting tons of DMs every day, but I was also putting out tons of content every day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my Thea, my best friend, my roommate was like, uh, can you put your phone down? Yeah. And I was like, oh, conviction. <laughs> like, yeah. I just did not like that at all. And I was like, yes, sorry, this is lava. I will not yeah. touch that. <laughs> so, the yeah. The floor is lava. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, did that happen for you? Did you chase? Uh, I mean, I thought about it for a little while, but then really what helped me was I, I just really wanted to like share with people and it wasn't too long in, but when I started Instagram, I'd already lost a hundred pounds. I started when I went to coach training, so I'd already lost a hundred pounds. And there was, there's just a period of time where I realized that I already have a story worth telling. So let's just start to do that. And so I got, got my Instagram and, and I've changed the name one time since then. It used to be something different that didn't necessarily make sense. And then when I made it WW Phil, it made it really easy for people to find me. Uh, you know, that was, that was, that was a help. But uh, when I started doing these lives uh, in March of last year, so I've been doing them for a whole year, every Thursday doing this, uh, that's where I kind of found where I felt like I belonged. And that's, that's, that's because I selfishly wanted to talk to someone and find out how they did WW and see what I could apply to their uh, journey and uh, in, in, into my life and what maybe the words that I could say could talk to them and just do this one-on-one -on -one conversation and then share it with everybody else. And for me, that really said that if I do that, 
then if there's ever supposed to be anything about my journey that's told, it will happen. It will just happen naturally and it won't be forced. I'm just going to do this thing. And, and truly it's been just the most life giving thing. I get so many comments and so many people that message me and say, I love that, what you said here, what they said here and that kind of stuff. And then of course, the beginning of this year, I started saving them and putting them on YouTube channel and then putting them on the podcast, which gets way more views and listens than just the 24 hours it was on here. So maybe that's just me getting smarter, but uh, it's really for me, it's just been this, the most life-giving thing just to, just to tell my story. I do story a little bit during the day and I make funny food posts and that kind of stuff. But uh, it, it's just, it's part of my day uh, and I enjoy it. And of course, WW has recognized that and stuff and you know, made me an ambassador. But, you know, I, I hope that the only reason I'm ambassador is because my name is Phil and I am Phil and I'm good at doing that. And that's all that I need to do. You so, found your sustainability. You found yeah. what works. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I say all the time, if you're going to do anything like me, feel good. And like that, it makes people think, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you know, like just, just be like me, but be your version of me. Like whatever it is you see that you want to do, do it like you, you put your name in there and you know, you can carry good and yeah. you know, so, uh, and I, I just love that. I, I hope that I can always inspire people. So anyway, enough about me. I want to know, tell me, we haven't talked about it very much. So we got about 12 minutes to go, but tell me how you do activity. Uh, and you can talk about your sister if you want to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm a, I'm a former cardio queen. Okay. <laughs> I've finished 11 half marathons. Um, my, uh, gosh, when I weighed 279 pounds, I was like, you know what, my mom, former marathoner, she would say go for a run, she would say start running. And so I um, downloaded a couch to 5k program and printed that sucker and put it on my fridge. And this is like pre smartphones pre apps. Yeah, I just cross those days off. Um, but the shame was so real. I started running in a cemetery next to where I was living because while that place is packed full of people, none of them are looking at you. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I would do my little couch to 5k in there. And, um, and then over the next couple of years, I really started to tack on the miles and I was on vacation with my mom and each morning of vacation, I would go out and I would run six miles, six miles on vacation, like the whole week. And finally, she just looked at me and was like, uh, you know, if you do that twice, it's just a half marathon. And I was like, okay. So I signed up for a half marathon. And, um, and I finished that in 2011, in two hours and 22 minutes. And one of my students ran it with me. It was amazing. Um, and then I did 10 more of those. All 10 with Thea, actually. That might explain why we're best friends and will not yeah. kill each other because we've done a lot of time together. Um, and so that was great. But the phrase, you can't outrun a bad diet is so true. And no yeah. amount of activity was gonna get me through the way I was eating. So when I rejoined WW in 2017, I was still running. That was my primary thing. But as I started to lose weight, I really had like a lot of loose skin. Um, I, I was weak, honestly. I just didn't have a lot of muscle in my upper body um, because all of my work had been running. And so um, Jamie is a personal trainer and she was like, I'm just going to send you some stuff. 
And, um, and she really helped me understand how to lift weights and how to, um, how to incorporate that. And I personally just love that so much. Um, I think it's not that I'm advanced age, right? 35, <laughs> but like bone health is real and important. And so doing weight bearing activity is meaningful and I can get a sweat on doing that. And so, um, you know, it's one of those things that like, if you win the lottery, what would you do with the money? And people are like, pay off debt, get a personal chef, you know? And I'm like, yeah. home gym, <laughs> like, like weights in the garage. Um, and so, yeah, I think finding something that really worked and that I love was, yeah. a, a, I mean, that is hands down. And I know that people are so reluctant to talk about activity or they don't want to start activity or whatever. Here's what I love about the WW app, specifically that activity section. If you just go in there and in your little search bar, type the first letter of your first name, you're going to get so many activities that you didn't know counted as activities. Yeah. And so I think that is like a meaningful exercise in realizing that all activity counts and matters and that you don't need a personal trainer or a gym yeah. membership and that your two feet and a little bit of motivation is probably yeah. everything you need. Um, and so it's, yeah, it, it was good. I mean, I give Jamie a ton of credit, but like activity would exist without her um, in my life. Like I've, I was active before WW and will be forever now. Um, it's been interesting quarantine. I've woken up a few mornings and been like, I just need to go for a run. Yeah, And, um, and I was with some WW people in March and they were like, we're going to go for a run in the morning. Do you want to go? And I was like, no, <laughs> um, but something about just, you know, being cooped up and then having the opportunity to go run and having it feel good is like a really big, nice change for me that has come out of this. So. Yeah. So, so truly finding, finding that thing that is sustainable, but also brings you sustainable joy. Sustainable and that you yeah. love. Yeah. 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 Because I, I, I say it all the time that as, as kids, young adults, whatever, like we don't, we don't have that negative connotation with activity. Like you don't get a, hear a kid, a young kid specifically that is like, Oh my gosh, you're going to make me run. No, they'll just end up running all over the place and riding the bike and things. It's just natural. And then somewhere along the way, we make that disconnect, whether it's through devices that we have in our hands or laziness or food or work or whatever the reasons are, you can name them all, that we, we make it where activity is an evil. And I know for me, it was it was a critical thing when I started doing activity post one year on WW and post losing 100 pounds, I wanted to do something that was sustainable. And I, I just called my local gym and I was like, hey, what do you got? For a guy like me, I've already lost a hundred pounds. And he's like, well, that's pretty inspiring. That's awesome. I was like, but you know, obviously I'm weak as can be. And so I just wanted to be strong. Uh, I still have a bad knee. So running kind of out of, out of, uh, out of my wheelhouse, but man, like now, like my goal is to bench press 225 and prior to, um, 10 times and prior to, um, COVID, I was like hitting 215, so almost getting there. And so I'm super excited about that. And and that the idea of having that and being able to do that, do it regularly, not kill myself to do it, do it anytime I want, and make that a sustainable way that I can go to the gym by myself or I can go with him or whatever. 
that is a new thing. And like, I remember the, the watershed moment basically was when I finally decided that I didn't need to talk myself out of going to the gym. It just, I just went. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, you know what I miss the most is like the drive to the gym, the drive back from the gym. Like I just miss the routine of it all. Not necessarily like lifting heavy things, just like yeah. that, like knowing that feeling that investment in what I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so when you go to the gym now, do you just do a, a typical routine or you try to get in like a certain amount of time or like what's your, what's your simple approach when you hit the gym? What does it yep. look like for you? Yep. Normally um, 30 to 45 minutes of strength training and then 30 minutes of cardio is what I aim okay. for. Um, and gym cardio just looks a little different for me. Like I prefer to be on the stair climber, which I'm sure makes the whole 16 people watching this go, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what I like. And then I try to walk for an hour at lunch, um, okay. when I'm on my normal schedule right now, I'm doing that in the evening. Yeah. Um, and do your TED talks. Yeah. Yeah. That is when I would do my walk and talks and I'm just out of my routine, but yeah, that's, that's my normal thing. I aim now this is please like I am I am a crazy lady but typically I'm racking up about 140 to 170 fit points in a week. Yeah. Um and that's just like my Fitbit is connected. So some of that is just like walking around campus and some of it is intentional. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you um like do you track like sleep and stuff now and the new new things that's come through? Yes. Every, yeah. Yes. Love to track my water. Yep. Love to track my water. And the, the sleep thing, I love too. Um, you know, it's interesting. Sleep science is really fascinating to me because there are some people that if they think about sleep, they won't sleep. Mm. So I just hope that people know to approach it with whatever works for them. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like if, you, if, if you can't think about sleep because it makes you anxious and then you can't sleep, do not. Do not worry about it. So we can um, make a meme. I feel like WW's watching me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I have a rule about my Fitbit. I will not sync my Fitbit with my phone until after my workout. Because if I see that I like had a more restless night of sleep, I convince myself that I'm tired, even if I woke up feeling amazing. So yeah. my rule is that I can't sync my Fitbit until after I'm done with my workout. Otherwise, it plays tricks on my brain. Ah, I get it. I get it. All right. So we have like a minute and a half or so. I think it's about to tell me that we're going to end. So I always okay. end with, if you have any questions for me, would you like to ask me? Yes, I would. And it's very specific. So I hope you'll be patient with me. Okay. Can you please tell me the difference between how you would have celebrated your birthday week three years ago and how you're celebrating it now this week uh, as a member? So as a member, Ooh. Well, or as a, as a WW person. All right. So, I mean, for the last, I've, I've had, this is, you know, third birthday. And this one was totally different in the aspect of, I normally, because my birthday is on Cinco de Mayo and it is Taco Tuesday. <laughs> it, it's uh, for me. Well, for me, I have, I have only had one day where I like knowingly went over my blue dot in the last two and a half years and that was the day before we went to Oprah I met with 20 other ambassadors we had all kinds of pizza and food and I know I went over so I didn't track it as a blue dot that day but pretty much every other day that's where I kind of aim it so that's how my plan is so on my birthday 
uh, I typically will eat like a one or two point breakfast and then like an eight point lunch and then whatever's left, I'm just eating. And I, I don't even care what it is. I just eat it and I know it'll fit in the rest of my day. That's how I approach most days, birthday being one of them, uh, Thanksgiving or whatever. And, and I think that that plan works for me in the, in the most general sense, but there's even times when I think about it enough that like for Thanksgiving, I don't need to go off track. I don't need to overeat. It doesn't feel good to overeat and I don't want to feel bad. So like, I still enjoy the fact that I can live fully in the moment and be happy with less. And that is a liberating thing. And uh, one of the things that really opened the, my, my mind to me was I previously eat something that similarly before I would have overeaten on and I didn't even want to. So we're about to end in five seconds. So I want to say thank you for coming on with me. This has been amazing. You are awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hey family, what a great conversation with Carrie. She is amazing. She's an inspiration and she is a true mindset Jedi. I enjoyed our conversation. If you want to follow Carrie on Instagram, you can find her at www.girlmeetsworld. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WW Phil podcast, your guide to feel good. This podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with WW or any other brand. All statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. Those who follow the WW program can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Phil has lost weight on a prior program and continues to use WW.